0: Hello, and welcome to Mornings with Joel commercial real estate podcast, where we focus on rising stars and established players in commercial real estate, and talk to them about how they are building legacies in today's marketplace. Welcome, everyone. Hey, good morning. This is our Mornings with Joel, our CRE podcast. And we have a very special guest today. His name is uh, Johnny Stevens. He's familiar with a lot of the things related to COVID and uh, what's going on in the world out here today. And so uh, we know commercial real estate plays a major part as it relates to uh, the spread of COVID potentially. You know, people are concerned about going back to the office. They're concerned with uh, being around workmates that may be vaccinated or unvaccinated. So Johnny, what, what are what are your thoughts on that? You know, speaking for yourself, you know, just based on, on your book of knowledge, what do what do you think about that? Is this something that people should be concerned with? Or what do you think commercial real estate investors could possibly do to um give people a greater comfort level? What are some of the things that maybe the the CDC is recommending for businesses? Or
1: well, my thoughts are as it relates to commercial real estate, I think first and foremost we've seen where technology has played a major role in allowing businesses employees to work from home i think that that is going to be one of the main factors that you know drive you know occupancy rates going forward you know do we allow continue to allow employees to work from home thereby businesses from a commercial real estate standpoint s- deciding that, you know, that amount of space is no longer needed. So I think if I were looking at investing in commercial real estate, I would consider where does technology play a role and how things may look, you know, three, five, ten years down the road, and then finding those spaces that allow for, you know, the collaborative experience if we're going to be going back to work. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, businesses don't have the technology to invest I mean, don't have the money rather to invest in technology. So they may have to bring everyone back to work or they may have to bring 50% of the people back to work. But knowing that down the road, that may be an opportunity for them to invest, you know, in that collaborative technology where employers and employees rather can work from home. So, but it just, you know, again, it, it goes back to how you're able to leverage technology how you're able to leverage the space from a collaborative standpoint you know that's going to determine whether or not commercial real estate continues to be you know the space where we need to actually work or does it just need to be the space where we need as a backup in a sense
0: right so do you think um people should come back to work and and mask up while they're at their desk working throughout the day or what are your thoughts on that
1: I do think at this point, if we were talking about going back to work right now, mm-hmm. I would think that that would be an option that should not be looked about, looked down upon, um, just because we do have the Delta variant, and you know many people still feel like there's a liberty their liberty rather to not wear a mask. So you just you know never know if you're sitting next to a person that has been vaccinated or hasn't been vaccinated. So to be on the safe side, Mm -hmm. you know, the option of wearing a mask should be in play. I don't know how much we can, you know, require people to wear a mask. So from that standpoint, you know, if we were going back today, I think it needs to be looked upon. Hey, if you're wearing a mask, that's that's the best of all worlds as it relates to sitting, you know, one office or one cubicle from another person.
0: Yeah, yeah, I got you. What about um, some of the things? Because you have certain commercial real estate where people can't actually work remotely. Like, say for an example, if you work at a hotel, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's commercial real estate, and you got to be there in order to service people. What about the thoughts of help? Uh, HEPA filters, UV lights, things like that. What are What are your thoughts on those?
1: I think those are uh, are, are excellent tools to uh, one give people a sense of you're taking the right steps and the right measures are in place to ensure the health and safety. Two, it helps the employees to uh, feel a little bit more safe about, you know, specifically hotels, like you mentioned, different guests coming in and out of the hotels so that they, the employees themselves maybe put at a little bit more ease when they come to work every day. So yeah, those types of tools should be championed, not just by the hotel industry, but by, you know, local governing bodies to ensure the public safety. So I, I think those tools are excellent.
0: Yeah, yeah. You think it, it should be a, a national mandate about, you know, masks and things of this sort, or vaccines, or is it just too big of a country with too many uh, microchisms where there might not be as, as strong as of a uh, outbreak? And what are your thoughts on that?
1: It's, it's interesting how we seem to have this, this fear of a vaccine, and many of us, I would think, a large proportion of us were required to take vaccines to enter school.
0: You know what, Johnny, not to interrupt you, but that is exactly the point I was talking with my wife about the other day. I was like, before we went to school, we had all these vaccines that were pumped in us, and we didn't even think about it,
1: right? Exactly. We
0: just got on with life. and. It, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that, that's amazing. No, no, that you're thinking a, the same way.
1: Yeah, that's that's uh that's one of the things that you know I'm flustered by the fact that we have this feeling about vaccines when we all pretty much have taken these vaccines. And to be honest with you, medicine has come a long way since we took the MMR, the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine. Mm-hmm. And that, if I'm not mistaken, that vaccine has probably been around for 60, 70 years. You know, or, or you know, that's just me kind of thinking through where I am and where that vaccine, you know, might have started and where my parents were. Right. So with that being a part of where we are in this cycle of is a vaccine good or is a vaccine bad, I think most people should remember that all of us that took those vaccines seem to be thriving adults at this point. Right. There was no mm. issue with that vaccine. And because medicine has advanced for the betterment of humanity, then we should not be so afraid or, or, or limited in our thinking as it relates to the potential for this vaccine to do good. You know, I was talking to someone the other day about the fact that if you think about technology and how far just information technology, the internet, cell phones, have come in the last 20 to 25 years, It's just remarkable. I mean, these things are like, you know, like remote control for our lives, so to speak. You know, Mm -hmm. these cell phones that we carry around in our hand. But one of the things oftentimes people don't see is the advancements that have been made in medicine because a lot of us don't work in labs. Right. So we don't get a chance to see all the medical advancements that are being made, and and they're being made for for the betterment of humanity. So if we take a step back and say, this vaccine is not something that's there to harm us that would be there would be no reason for the government to do that because ultimately you know the government wants people in its society that work produce or have income and, and can pay yeah. pay taxes, you pay right? taxes yeah. Mm-hmm. you know so why, why would the government have that you know have that mindset to, to harm its, its population? So yeah, I think that is something that if we take a step back and say, it should it be required? I think that was your question. I think there should be a little bit more emphasis by local governments to say, this is what we need in order for our kids to be safe, our general population to be safe. And I think there should be a little bit more push. I don't, I don't really see the, the win and that's not doing it, right? Where's the win for us not doing that?
0: Yeah, there's no win. So, um, but yeah, no, that's that's a that's a very interesting thing, you know. And I guess what um, kind of is disappointing, if you will, or I shouldn't say disappointing, but confuses me a little bit, is that I think the country right now is, I think, well, I think Georgia. Last statistic I heard, you might have some more recent data, but uh, the state of Georgia right now has 39 percent, I believe, of its population fully vaccinated. You know, which means that the vast majority more than 50%, you know, 61% are not vaccinated. So if you go to the store, you see 10 people, six of those folks are not vaccinated. And, and you know, I don't think we we give that much thought. You know, people are, you know, and, and another thing that just hasn't been mentioned, um, you know, this is being recorded a few weeks after July 4th. Uh, look at what has happened with July 4th. I mean, nobody's really talked about it, but there was like this major thing of, you know, hey, we're, What's over now, let's go back to, to life. Let's celebrate the fourth because it's all behind us now. And uh, look at the surge that's taking place right now. It's um, exactly. awfully sad to see. But it shows that this thing is still for real. And it looks like this Delta variant is even worse than the original one.
1: Yeah. And, and so if you if you are able to get a vaccine and become vaccinated, we have seen where you're protected against the Delta variant, right? Mm -hmm. So you're getting a win-win all the way around if you were to get vaccinated. And for people to somehow receive misinformation about what it means to be vaccinated and also at the same time be able to to see where this this Delta variant is not going to be an issue for you as well. I mean, I'm still, again, I still go back to, you know, what's the real reason? What's, What's behind that? Because you're not only playing Russian roulette with your own life, but potentially with, you know, family members and close one, and close loved ones. Yeah. You know, so that's the thing that I, that I kind of harken back to when you talk about things from a personal responsibility level. Yeah.
0: I think it's said also that you have countries around the world where people are, are dying to get their hands on this vaccine, you know, begging for it. And, uh, you know, in this country, we're throwing away vials of it because it's expired on the shelf.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's weird. I was just talking to someone that had come here and they literally had come to the U.S. to get vaccinated.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, they weren't here for anything else. They had the means to do this, but they came to the country to get vaccinated. And like you said, you have people who... Just don't want to get vaccinated. We're having to throw away vaccination. Again, I, I can't understand it. So hopefully people will take heed. Interesting enough, I had two friends this past weekend who were not vaccinated and up until about a week ago. And they said it was people around me that kept saying, hey, this is this is good and you need to go do it. And eventually he said, you know what, I see all my friends and I don't see anything bad happening to them after they've been vaccinated. So this obviously is something I need to do. So I think the more and more people who are vaccinated talk to people who are unvaccinated and they see and and, and can hear that these people are okay, you know, I think the more people will get vaccinated, hopefully we'll get that 60, especially here in the state of Georgia, get that 61% down of unvaccinated folks.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it was interesting also. I heard on the news last night that um, in certain areas, people were wearing disguises and other things saying, don't tell none of my friends that, you know, I got this vaccine or none of my neighbors. And, uh, wow. you know, you yeah, you often wonder, well, what's, what's really behind that? I mean, what is the mindset to where you got to put on a disguise and sneak into a, a facility to get vaccinated? There must be a lot of conspiracy theories and other things floating around out there that's created a lot of fear uh, among people, you know.
1: Yeah, that's that's remarkable to me that people feel like, you know, I can say one thing in social media, but I want to go do something totally different. But I don't want anybody to know what that totally different thing is, (laughs) you know, and it's like, okay, what's the point and what what level of energy and and level of just kind of not being truthful to yourself about what it is you should be doing as a, as an adult, right? Just why not go get vaccinated and, and help everyone around you feel a little bit more safe, you know, because this thing is serious, you know, it's not to be played with, you know, you get people in the hospital who are now saying, I wish I would have gotten vaccinated. Mm Mm-hmm. So don't don't be in that camp, right? Let's be in the camp of let's already have been vaccinated. In the event that you may come down, which is a very low possibility, with COVID after you've been vaccinated, your chances of survival are extremely, extremely high. You may get a little cold, you may get a little body feels or fever, or whatever, but you but you're not going to die. Like we haven't seen people dying after having their vaccination. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing, you know, people got to remember, hey, COVID is, I mean, the vaccines are, you know, 93, 94% effective efficacy rate there, then in the event that I'm a part of that six or 7% that get it Mm -hmm. after having been vaccinated, I won't die from it, right? That's the thing we got to remember, you know, you're not vaccinated, you could die from COVID. You could be healthy and die from COVID.
0: Right,
1: you know, right. You're
0: not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I was saying that that's kind of one of the things that um, you know, you, you got to speak to is the fact that you can still catch this even if you've been vaccinated. So, you know, the the idea is, I know for me, you know, I don't I don't want this COVID nowhere near me, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't I don't want to catch it. I don't want to do anything. So you you still remain vigilant in your efforts to uh, stay away from it. But the point is well taken. You know, if, if you do have the vaccine, at least you're not going to die from it. If, if you look at the two extremes, do you want to play the Russian roulette and hope you don't get it or, or what? But it's concerning because this Delta variant is, is floating around. And from what I understand, you know, you would know better than me. But from what I understand, the more this continues to circulate with people, the more variants we're going to have. And the more variants yeah. we have, the worse it's going to get. So this thing is just going to keep on going unless something's done to stop it
1: exactly exactly i mean and and so that that kind of brings up where do, where do we go two to three to five years down the road if people don't get vaccinated right you know how do we how do we continue to limp along so to speak from an economic standpoint does that change living conditions you know you start to hear people saying things like well, if people don't want to get vaccinated then let them live in their own community. Mm-hmm. you know that's how extreme people are starting to think. and the vaccinated people let them live in their own you know they have a community.
0: you know that sounds kind of like what the cruise industry was talking about doing, you know you you'll have one experience if you're vaccinated and a different one if you're not vaccinated. and exactly. i guess what the, yeah and i guess what they're doing is like allocating certain parts of a ship to um to people who are not vaccinated but I don't know, man. It, it seems like with the same ventilation system and everything else, you know, those ships tend to become breeding grounds for for viruses. You know, it, it yeah, appears that's the case.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you would do that in a, on a ship. You know, that it's one thing to say this is what we propose to do and 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 how we foresee it happening. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to see it in practice, right? Right. When everybody's aboard and people get the mingling, and I mean, you know that I uh, think that would be somewhat of a challenge. My thoughts would be that, you know, if you want to go on a cruise where you're going to be around multiple types of people of all various ages, then you need to be vaccinated.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, plain and simple. It's one thing to say you're not going to get vaccinated because of whatever health concern you have. And I don't know what the health concern might be, but if you're going to live within a society and you're going to participate and you want all the liberties that come with living in this society, mm-hmm. then as a society, we live based on some type of common understanding. You know, that's how society functions. We have laws, we have rules, but we do live, you know, with a certain level of understanding. And if the understanding is that we're going to be vaccinated as a society, then what part does someone play who's unvaccinated? Yeah. Why Why as a vaccinated person should I endure the parts of, of this society that don't want to conform to society norms and values and beliefs to a certain extent? Mm-hmm. And so that's where things get a little bit, to me, troubling when you don't have people that want to, you know, conform. Because if you want to live in a society that's unvaccinated, then that needs to be a separate society.
0: Yeah. Go up in the mountains and live by yourself, right?
1: Yeah, or or (laughs) somewhere, you know, behind some (laughs) wall or something. Um, Because this thing is serious. You know, I don't know why people think it's not serious. It's very serious. And, you know, when people compare it to things like the flu, you know, what people don't realize is that it doesn't carry the same level of, you know, you, you being able to contact COVID without that person even showing any symptoms. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes when people have the flu, they show symptoms, so on and so forth, but people can walk around with COVID and not even know they have COVID and they can spread it at the same time. Yeah. You know, of those are so, those
0: asymptomatic folks, right?
1: Correct. You know, so let's be honest and be real about it. and. You know, yeah, your civil liberties are your civil liberties, but at the same time, you have to understand that you have to live in a society where people are not looking at this from a civil liberty standpoint. They're looking at it from a, you know, life or death standpoint. Mm -hmm. And my civil liberty to live is kind of more important than your, your civil liberties of you just don't want to get vaccinated.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you don't really have a, vi- a viable factual scientific reason of why you don't want to get vaccinated.
0: Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, very, very good point. So you kind of wonder what this is all going to look like down the road. You know, is it is going to be a vaccine passport that we'll have to use to go to certain places, you know, maybe sporting events and things of that sort? What do you think? Where do you think we're headed with this? Because, you know, as well as I do, there's certain statistics that have been put out that some people are just saying, no matter what, I'm not getting vaccinated. I don't care who says what I'm not, I'm just not doing it. So uh, yeah. yeah. How how do you think this is all going to play out?
1: I think what's going to happen is that businesses, right. Have they, they're not, they're not oftentimes public places. They invite you in because it's a business and, and that almost acts in in itself like a, if you, follow our rules and our guidelines so you can come in,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? I think people, once businesses, which are obviously a part of this society, start to say, if you don't have these certain things in place, you can't participate, right? I think that's where it's going to come down to because once people who are unvaccinated find that more and more places they are not allowed to participate in, they're now allowed to partake in certain things. I think that's going to start to weigh on, you know, how they move and how they function in a society. Yeah. You know, well, you so know, that we, has to play a role. Government, right. I mean, businesses have to play a role in all of this.
0: Yeah, you know, the thing about it is that it's it's unfortunately, I think it's easier said than done, though, because uh, you look at the situation the other day where This person was told they need to have a mask. You've seen a lot of stores. You go in them and they'll say mask required. And people just totally ignore that. And you probably heard about the girl who was behind the counter, told the guy to put a mask on. He goes to the car, gets a gun and comes back and shoots her. You know, so then then you get the issue of enforcement. You know, who's going to enforce it? Who's going to stop people at Walmart that don't want to come in with a mask? Right. Those little 90 year old greeters. I mean, who's going to do it?
1: Yeah. Right. Well, you know, mm -hmm. if you can't enforce it, if you can't, if if your level of being able to enforce it is an issue, then you you have to start to put things in place that say, okay, we can't enforce everybody to wear a mask. And that's, we're having a problem. So now we're only going to allow 30 people in at a time. Mm -hmm. We're going to, we're not going to allow 120 people in here at a time. You know, we're going to only allow 30 people in here. Or what we can do is that you come in, we'll offer you a mask, you take the mask, and you put it on. So we have to encourage this attitude or this belief that wearing this mask will ultimately protect you and others. Yeah. If we can't enforce it, then we have to encourage it, right? Because at the end of the day, we can't have guards all throughout Walmart. Yeah. But we have to encourage it because we don't live in a, we live in a democratic capitalist system, or society rather, and we have all these civil liberties. And so oftentimes, in a society like this, I believe that, you know, encouragement works better than enforcement. Because enforcement in our society gets rebelled upon, Mm -hmm. you know, quite quickly, Instead of being, you know, in a country like China or somewhere where, you know, you do it or, you know, you get thrown in jail. Right. So I think that's what it kind of comes down to. You know, we got to encourage it, make all the masks available. And this is going to sound a little extreme, but I'll say it. We can't empathize oftentimes with people who don't want to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. There's nothing for me to empathize there because you're putting me at risk. Right. Um, well,
0: I, I think but that, I think that's part of the, the discussion is that, you know, you mentioned that you're protecting yourself and, and others people as well. But I think there's just a lot of people who just don't care about other people. It's like, you know what, I've got my rights to do whatever I want to do and screw you. I, I, I really just don't care. You know,
1: yeah, but it's, it's a But when I thing. take away certain things. Right. If I take mm-hmm. away certain things, if I, you know, if I were to say as a school administrator, your kids can't come to school unless unless they're vaccinated. Mm-hmm. At that point, you want your kids to come to school, so you get your kids vaccinated.
0: Or they you protest know. and say you can't do that.
1: Yeah, or you protest. <laughs> you know, but ultimately, there's always going to be some protest to to anything the larger society decides for the betterment of the whole. Mm-hmm. Right? There's going to be somebody that's going to be outside that window that says, you know, this is not what I want to do and I have the right to protest it. Well, you do, but you can't really protest us going forward with it. You can protest that you don't want to have it done and then you have to deal with the repercussions of that because the society has to move in a direction that's for the betterment of the society, not for the individual. You have individual liberties, you have your civil rights, but that's your individual kind of scenario. That's your individual piece to the society. It's not for the betterment of the whole. And so I think people have to have a little bit of social, it's for the social welfare, it's for the social benefit of, of my community, for my city, for my state, for my country, that I get vaccinated. Because if we don't, if we keep playing that game, then we'll keep limping along. You know, and you'll see people continue to die unnecessarily. Yeah, and that's the thing that, when you really think about it, it could be it could have easily been prevented.
0: Right. Let me let me ask this: What what is the reason why kids can't be vaccinated? Is it simply the strength of the drug? They haven't found a way to dilute it enough. Because obviously, like we said at the beginning, kids get vaccinated all the time before they go to school. You know, as a requirement to go to school. So. Well, what is, what's really the reason behind that? Or is it just not enough studies done yet or, or what?
1: It has to do with not enough studies done. Okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at. At gotcha. some point, we will probably get to having kids vaccinated the same way they have been vaccinated for the NMR. Mm-hmm. But there's just not been enough studies. And remember, the FDA has given emergency approval because of the, the the requirements for this vaccine to be given to the masses, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I think once we get full FDA approval on all of these vaccines, I think that's when we'll start to see, you know, younger kids get vaccinated.
0: Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So if you were the owner of uh, some multifamily assets right now, what would you do in order to give people the comfort that, you know, it's, it's safe to live here and that your chance of getting COVID at, at my building would be less than the one down the street that we're competing with?
1: One, I would not offer a common space facility at this point to be open mm-hmm. that was indoors, right? So, you know, pools are one thing, but to say I'm going to have everyone, you know, if I have like a, a, a gym facility on the first floor to have everyone meet and, and, and kind of be a part of that, that environment would probably be closed now. Mm-hmm. Right. Other things I could potentially do is encourage people to have, you know, the highest grade of filters or at the very least when they were moving in, you know, our filtration system throughout the building, the main filtration systems, mm-hmm. you know, are upgraded with the highest level of uh, HIPAA standards.
0: So just to go back real quick, so you're saying that you would actually shut down the um the common areas like the gym and the other things that people would do. Yeah, tend that, to are, use
1: indoors. that exactly. are indoors. Exactly, that are indoors. Like, yeah, like if we have some type of common business space, mm-hmm. that space cannot be used. We do have technology that people can leverage in their homes for business meetings. So those types of spaces where people come in, there may be people coming in from the outside who are unvaccinated, as well as people who live in the building, you know, so not to have to take a chance with people contracting COVID from those spaces would be things that I would, you know, looking at shutting down. And then I would just, you know, I would stay in the mindset of encouraging people to get vaccinated within the building. I would post, you know, information. We could have someone come in and speak and have all the residents, I mean, have a a healthcare professional come in, have a medical professional come in to Mm -hmm. speak to the residents, you know, to get them thinking about if they're not vaccinated to become vaccinated. And so I think, and again, going back to the way our society is set up, the more we encourage people to do things, the more we look at it as you're, you're an outlier for all the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. I think the more we get people vaccinated, at the end of the day. But yeah, those are those are just some of the things that that come to mind come to mind immediately about you know just being vaccinated and 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 encouraging other people because I think that's the only way we're going to get there, right? You know, yeah. these outliers. The more and more we encourage them, the more and more we make them understand that, or help them understand that this is not just for you but it's it potentially could help your family to know that you're vaccinated. Not potentially, but it will help your family know that you're vaccinated. So encourage, encourage, encourage. Right.
0: Yeah. So let me let me ask this just um and you may or may not know the answer to it, but we know vac- vaccinated people can actually catch the, the viruses. It wouldn't be fatal from what we we're seeing right now unless they may have some other very serious conditions, but could a person that's vaccinated also be a spreader if they uh, were to catch it?
1: There's a very, yeah, there's a very low possibility that that could happen. Okay. Right. So if they've been vaccinated and then somehow they catch it again, Mm -hmm. the chances of them spreading it to someone are extremely low. We have not seen that happen, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't say that it cannot happen. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. That's, yeah, that's something that came up the other day. Someone asked that question, but yeah.
0: Okay. All right. So you think we're headed back into uh, lockdown as we go into the fall of the year?
1: Not the type of lockdown we've seen in the past. You know, that was a full scale lockdown, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody was at home, schools were closed. I don't think we're going to see that again. I think mm-hmm. we're going to see, I think one of the things we're going to see is people who are vaccinated are going to be very mindful of how they interact with people who are not vaccinated. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to start seeing a difference in how people interact around each other and in spaces where people are not, you know, you don't know what their status is. Mm -hmm. I think the vaccinated people are going to be mindful about that. Be mindful about the fact that, you know, in our state, 60, over 60% of people are not vaccinated. So, do I want to continue to be mindful? Because usually people that get vaccinated mm-hmm. are mindful about the spaces. One, they got vaccinated because they were concerned, but they are mindful about the spaces that they interact in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, gotcha.
1: The people who are not, you know, vaccinated, they don't seem to be concerned about the spaces they interact in, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and it's kind of weird that they would be the ones that are not concerned, and the people who who are vaccinated seem to be more concerned. But that's just, I mean, that's the nature of it. So, but go ahead. I'm sorry, your question or your statement?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's, that's pretty much pretty much it. It's, it's an interesting dynamic. You know, it's kind of looking into this black box to try to figure out, okay, if I stick my hand in here, what's going to come out? <laughs> so, exactly. you know, we we don't know how it's all going to shake out. I mean, nobody wants to go back to a full-scale lockdown, but, you know, it's, it's certainly challenging times. And the thing about it is that uh, even though the vaccines are here, it seems like there's, there's a lot of people that appear to be a lot more lax about the whole thing, you know, almost like they've gotten used to it and it's like, what's the big deal? But, you know, when this thing first came on the scene, it was pretty scary. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, which is what led to the the lockdowns. But now, like you said, I don't, I don't see those major lockdowns coming and we see a lot of people that are just not going to get vaccinated. So you wonder if there's just going to be a sliver of population that just die off or, or what, Or, or, or get sick and come back out of it. But, but a lot of people that are catching this now are actually dying, though. That's the sad thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, and I mean, that's kind of like the Darwinism mm-hmm. phenomenon, right? So, And and then you have people who go into the hospital who are unvaccinated who get COVID and think that that's the time for them to get the vaccine. Yeah. If your body is succumbing to COVID, the vaccine at that point is not going to help you. Yeah. That's too late. Yeah, you yeah. know, and so that's the other sad part, you know. Hey, if I get sick, then I I know there's vaccine out there, they'll just give me the vaccine once I go into the hospital. No, that's mm-hmm. that's not how that works. I've been I mean, hearing so a lot of that. I've been yeah. hearing
0: a lot of that. People saying, "Yeah, well, I'm sick, so you know, now that now that I know I need it, basically, <laughs> let me go get it at the hospital." But like you said, you know, once the once the disease has uh, the virus has started uh, circulating through your body, and once the symptoms become uh evident you've had it for a while you know it takes a few days for it to kind of you know start showing itself anyway
1: exactly yeah so So, you having a vaccine at that point that's not you know that's not going to prevent you know you getting very very ill and possibly dying.
0: right yeah just too little too late so
1: exactly exactly
0: very good very good so All right. Well, you know, I appreciate it, Johnny. You know, it's always good to kind of catch up. You know, we don't talk as often as we used to, but, you know, certainly appreciate you carving out some minutes here. You know, this is a a real estate show, but obviously um, COVID has become a a major factor in what happens with real estate, you know, and and maybe one day we'll have a conversation about climate change because that's affecting real estate prices as well. You know, lumber and other things where, you know, a lot of that used to be harvested out west. Uh, It's it's just being burnt up. So interesting times that we're living in, but we'll see how it all plays out.
1: All right. Well, yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for for allowing me on and uh, enjoy the conversation and uh, folks get vaccinated, get vaccinated. I mean, that's that's how we get back to to normal. And, you know, that's what we all want at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, yeah, good point. Good point. So, and you know, Johnny, you're always welcome to come on any, any Monday at ten when we uh, when we record the podcast. You're happy. You're more than invited to uh, to join us. So we look forward to having you back. But um, thanks again, and for all that are listening today, this is uh, the mornings with Joel Cre podcast. We're certainly happy to have you here today. We thank you for our special guest Johnny, who is with us today and uh, for his uh, fine participation and insight as well. So thank you for that, Johnny. We do appreciate it. Thanks, Joel. You've been listening to Mornings with Joel, commercial real estate podcast, where we focus on rising stars and established players in commercial real estate and talk to them about how they are building legacies in today's marketplace. Please check back weekly to hear our upcoming guests.